exceptional value and enjoy extraordinary results it is generally agreed upon that entrepreneurship is the engine that drives an economy upwards and is primarily responsible for its growth entrepreneurs create jobs bring better and more affordable products and services to the marketplace resulting in greater societal health overall wealth and a vastly improved standard of living and while we treasure the entrepreneurship one need not start their own business in order to be one and one can be entrepreneurial within a company setting which is often called as intrapreneur they can lead from anywhere they happen to be positioned bob berg co-author of the international best seller the go giver and a much sought after speaker at sales and leadership conferences is committed to inspiring the entrepreneurial spirit in all of us he shows that companies both large and small that conduct their businesses the go giver way and are not only much of greater value to their customers but they make it big in today's episode let us have a conversation with bob this is the guiding voice podcast series the guiding voice for a better future friends i am your host navin samla just a fellow it professional on a mission to shape the careers and lives of millions across the globe through the guiding voice we drive conversations that matter conversations that add value to your life and to your career and successful leaders across the globe share their knowledge and wisdom on our platform so that our audience will acquire more knowledge by tuning into our podcast than any other podcast in this space thank you so much for joining me and bob i'm super excited to have you part of our journey hearty welcome to the guiding voice thank you i'm honored to be with you thank you for having me bob maybe we'll directly jump into the conversation can you briefly share your career journey how it all started uh, i began in broadcasting first in radio and then in television i wasn't particularly good at that and i i quickly realized that was not going to be my career path and i got into sales and began to uh, after a rough start i began to study sales and learn about it and uh i really enjoyed it really enjoyed the personal development aspect of it knowing that we really need to build ourselves on the inside first and it's 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 what we build on the inside that that manifests itself outwardly and uh had a lot of fun with it eventually became sales manager of a company and had people from other companies start to ask me to share with their sales teams and eventually it just kind of turned into a speaking business and then from there began writing books and so forth so I've been doing that for quite a few years now it's it's been very enjoyable so so it all began inside and that that's so powerful because as long as we realize that there is something happening and uh, we're able to find it out the sooner the better and now I'm really curious to understand what are the top 3 things that have helped you to be successful in your professional journey so far any any three attributes that you would like to share with our audience well i think it was one it was a, a willingness to learn uh that was not something that i you know i was not a good student earlier in my life and i didn't listen to people as i should have and uh didn't seek out the wisdom of others once i began doing that though that was a really big change for me uh then it was really just applying the information that i learned uh knowing that i i didn't have to be perfect before uh, applying it that by applying it uh i would learn more and more and be more and more effective and then i think it was a matter of having persistence and and just staying with something and i i think if we believe enough in what we do we're able to sort of outlast those no's that we get along the way outlast the no's yeah persistence is something uh, really 
very very important especially when people don't understand our vision and if we believe in ourselves i think we can move forward mm-hmm. it is uh, kind of touching uh, our philosophy at uh, the guiding voice as well and thank you for sharing that bob and on that note uh, i would like to touch upon the next topic the entrepreneur the, the entrepreneurship part right you don't have to create your own venture or start something on your own but still you can be an entrepreneur right so how is it possible well when you think about it an entre- entrepreneur who we think of as the person who started their own business they've invested money or they've raised money they're putting a lot of sweat equity into it but basically an entrepreneur has to do one thing to be successful they have got to please the end customer right nobody's going to buy from that entrepreneur because the entrepreneur needs the money they're only going to buy for that from that entrepreneur because that entrepreneur has has communicated value to them that says it's that they are better off buying from them doing business with them than not doing business for them and and that's fine uh now an entrepreneur obviously doesn't own their own company but they can still be entrepreneurial within another person's organization that is what an intrapreneur does and still when you think about it they still have customers only the customer instead of being the end user uh necessarily might be their supervisor might be the people who who they lead it might be their fellow uh employees and it could be the the uh, uh eventually the the uh, end user it doesn't matter whatever it happens to be but they still have to bring exceptional value to their employer you know just like nobody's going to buy from the entrepreneur because the entrepreneur needs the money nobody is going to hire that entrepreneur that employee no one's going to hire them and continue to pay them because they have a mortgage payment or a rent payment to pay or because they want to send their kids to university or because they want to have nice clothes or because no they're going to do it because they believe that the value they're receiving from this employee from this entrepreneur warrants them continuing to pay them a salary. So it's really the same thing. We've got to find ways to make ourselves valuable to others. Find ways to make our offer value to others and uh, be valuable. I, this is so intriguing. And uh, you touched upon the important aspect, whether it is customer is customer, be it internal or external. And as long as you are customer focused, I think you can yeah. keep that spirit alive. So mm-hmm. with that, uh, Bob, let me move to the uh, next one. I was attending one of your talks where you mentioned about these five laws that mention that that bring both personal and professional effectiveness slash success. Right? Can you share briefly about that? Sure. The five laws themselves are the laws of value, compensation, influence, authenticity, and receptivity. The law of value really speaks to making the experience and every dealing you have with another person very memorable, very helpful. You always want the other person to come away at every single touch point, whether you're first meeting them, building the relationship, the follow-up, the follow-through, the sales process, the referral process, the exchange of information, whatever it happens to be. At every touch point, you want this person to feel better about themselves, about you, and about the situation than they did beforehand. When you do that, you make yourself valuable over and above the product or service that you're selling. And as an entrepreneur, you make yourself invaluable to your employer. Law number two, the law of compensation says your income is determined by how many people you serve and how well you serve them. So law number two tells us that the more people whose lives we touch with the exceptional value we provide, the more money with which we'll be rewarded. 
Law number three, the law of influence says your influence is determined by how abundantly you place other people's interests first. No, this doesn't mean you should be a doormat or a martyr or a or self-sacrificial, not at all. It simply means that as Joe, the the um, protagonist, the, the protege in the story learned from several of the mentors, the golden rule of business, of sales, is simply that all things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to those people they know, like, and trust. And there's no faster, more powerful, or more effective way to elicit those feelings toward you from others than by genuinely moving from an I focus or me focus to a focus on others. Uh, law number four is the law of authenticity. And the law of authenticity says the most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. In this part of the story, Deborah Davenport, one of the mentors, uh, shared a lesson she learned that all the skills in the world the sales skills, technical skills, people skills, as important as they are, and they are indeed all very, very important, they're also all for naught if you don't come at it from your true authentic core. But when you do, when you show up as yourself day after day, week after week, month after month, people feel good about you, they feel comfortable with you, they feel safe with you, and why wouldn't they? They know who they're getting, and that's very, very important. That kind of consistency uh, based on authenticity, leads to a trusting relationship. Law number five is the law of receptivity. This one simply says that the key to effective giving is to stay open to receiving. And it really means nothing more than understanding that, yeah, you breathe out, you also have to breathe in. It's not one or the other, it's both. You breathe out carbon dioxide, you breathe in oxygen. Uh, you breathe out, which is giving. You breathe in, which is receiving. Giving and receiving are not opposite concepts, although the, the world gives us messages that, that they are. The world gives us horribly anti-prosperity type messages, and it's really a shame, but that's just how it is. So um, what we need to know is that you know giving and receiving are not opposite concepts. Giving and receiving are simply two sides of the very same coin, and they work in tandem. Uh, so it's not, are you a giver or a receiver? It's you are a giver and a receiver. Now, what you know is that the giving comes first. That's natural law, universal law. It's, it's laws of human nature. It's laws of physical nature. We uh, plant before we harvest, right? We sow before we reap. We give before we receive. But when we've gone through these um, and then we 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 allow ourselves, you know, what we've done is we've created that benevolent context for our success. When it comes to us, we need to be open to receiving. We need to gratefully receive. Mm -hmm. that, that's so powerful. So giving comes first. And uh, you also uh, touched upon the important aspect. Both are two sides of the same coin. And uh, on that note, uh, I would like to go back to the value addition part of it. Because all that we can do is how can we add more value to our customers, right? So can we add more value without spending money? Yeah, well, the good news is that, you know, there are many ways we can, we can, uh, now first, there's two types of value, but the two basic types. One is intrinsic value. And this simply means that by the very nature of what your product or service is supposed to do, it brings value, okay? If you're an accountant, you're helping people do their taxes, 
you're helping them save as much money as possible. You're helping them, right? If, if you are a chiropractic physician, by the very nature of what you do, you're helping them to heal their aches and pains. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is you do, your product or service has a basic function. That's the intrinsic value. And that right there has to give even more in value than what they pay because people will exchange their money for that which they feel is of greater value than what they're paying for. Okay, while you still make a very healthy profit. That's intrinsic value. But there's also extrinsic value. This is the value over and above that of your product or service. Because remember, all your competitors probably have a a fairly similar product or service. It probably works as well as yours does. Maybe not quite as well, but it probably does. And so you need to be able to separate and distinguish yourself in the minds of your prospective customers. Because, you know, unless they know the difference, they don't know the difference. <laughs> and if a, if a prospective customer or client cannot distinguish between any two or more products or services, it's always going to come down to what? Who has the lowest price? And trying to make low price your unique selling proposition is not a, 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 a good way to do business. It's not, it's not productive, it's not profitable, and it's not sustainable. So, so we need to be of additional value, that extrinsic value. So basically, you need to become that additional value, understanding that people are going to buy you before they buy the company, before they buy the product, before they buy the service. So the question becomes, well, how do you do that? Especially, as you just said, without it costing much money. How do you communicate that additional value? The good news is there are dozens, if not hundreds of ways to do this, but they they do tend to come down to five, what we call elements of value. And those five elements of value are excellence, consistency, attention, empathy, and appreciation. And none of those cost money. They do cost your, your, your attention, your time, your energy, your caring, right? Um, and they should, and that's fine. That's good. And the person who can, you know, who can communicate those five elements of value at every touch point, that's the person who, who gives themselves an absolutely decided advantage over their competition. Yeah, and we got to display that again and again, consistently and over and above. It's quite um, intriguing, uh, Bob. And now I'm more interested about uh, how to find a right mentor, right? Because mentor, having a mentor is very, very important to succeed uh, at, a, at any point in time. Because initial years, probably uh, the things might uh, fall in place. But as we progress in the careers or in the business, right? Uh, after a certain point in time, I think role of a mentor becomes very critical. So what will be your advice to those finding a right mentor? Well, mentorship is important because when you find the right mentor, it can really cut your learning curve by by years. One of the mistakes I think people make when when trying to find a mentor is that they will approach someone with whom they don't have a relationship and just say something like, hey, will you be my mentor? Or I really need a mentor. Would you be mine? And in a sense, that's like asking somebody who doesn't know you uh, and there's no relationship there to, you know, asking them to share their 30 or 40 years of experience with you. And it might come across as entitled or yeah, just not in a, a way that that in any way distinguishes you. Because remember, if you want this person to mentor you, they're probably a very successful 
person, and they, there's plenty of others who who would like the same thing, and they only have so much time and energy and so forth to be able to do that. So, so I would suggest that you approach a little bit differently. It can still be somebody you hardly know. That's not the issue. Um, but asking in such a way like, you know, I know you're very, very busy. And if this is something you simply don't have the time to do or for any other reason would, would rather not, I'll absolutely understand. I'm wondering if I might ask you one or two very specific questions. Now, when you do that, there, there's a few very positive things you've done. One, you've come across in a very respectful way. You've honored the process. You've let them know that you understand this is a big ask and that you're not entitled to it. It's totally up to them. Two, you've given them the out or the back door, right? You've said if, if this is something you either don't have time to do or for, for any other reason would rather not, I'll absolutely understand. Typically, that's going to attract a person much more to being willing to give you their time because they know that you're, that you get it. You know, they know that you know they're busy and that you are not going to, and that you're not making them feel obligated to do so. And then the third thing you did is rather than just asking if you could, you know, we have a, an expression here in the States to pick their brain, okay, to, you know, just take up their time asking a bunch of senseless questions, right? You haven't said that. Instead, you know, you didn't just say, could I, you know, could I talk to you for hours and hours? And No, you said, could I ask you one or two very specific questions? This tells them that this person's prepared. They have a, an agenda. They know what they want to ask. They're not going to take up a lot of my time. They respect the process. And usually, not always, but usually they'll be only too happy to say, sure, go ahead. You know, what can I do for you? Now, my suggestion would be to make sure that you've done your research thoroughly so that you don't ask them something that you could know just by looking it up. That won't make you look very good. It will be a waste of everybody's time and they won't appreciate it. But I'd say ask, you know, your couple of questions. Don't keep them on, you know, any longer than you should. Thank them profusely and let them know how much you appreciate their time and wisdom. And if it's okay, I'll keep in touch with you and, and keep you up to date and how things are going. And they're going to say, oh, sure, absolutely, please do, what have you. Now, once I left the conversation, whether it's in person, Zoom, phone, what have you, once the conversation was over, I would send a handwritten, personalized, brief note of thanks, just saying, you know, dear Mr. or dear Ms. or dear whatever their first name is, depending upon how the relationship's been established. Thank you so much for your your time, your sharing of wisdom. It was absolutely priceless. I look forward to applying it right away. And as mentioned, we'll you know circle back with you or get back with you and let you keep in touch to let you know how things are progressing. Again, many thanks. Best regards. Sign your name. Put it in a, a an envelope. Put a hand stamp on it. Write it out, handwrite it out so it's very personalized. Uh, and that that right there is very very impressive. Yeah, I would also. Uh, you know, find out what their favorite charity is, which again, you can, you can learn that online. And if it's not online for some reason, uh, his or her administrative assistant will know, and then yeah. make a small donation. Okay. It doesn't have to be big, just a small donation to their favorite charitable cause and make it in their name. Yeah. It'll get back to them. And you're, you're doing it only so that they can see that you again, respect the process and are very grateful and are always thinking proactively of how you can be of value to them. Yep. Okay, so 
you know, a couple of weeks later, you might follow back up or a few weeks, you might have another question. And, you know, in time, this mentor-protege relationship may turn into an ongoing relationship. But you know what? It also might not. It might be you're going to have one or two conversations with that person and you're going to talk to someone else and someone else. That was with me. I had a series of people who I talked to. Um, but either way, you know, so don't be attached to the results. Just go through the process the correct way, and uh, you will find those people who will be there for you to to help guide you along the path. Well, such a practical advice, and um, yeah, I, it's going to immensely help us. And uh, Bob, I'm really curious about um, any powerful message or advice that you have received from any of your mentors that you'd like to share with our audience. I think one that one told me. 40 years ago, which I've, you know, always carried with me is, you know, he said, if you want to make a lot of money in business, he said, don't have making money as your target. Your target, he said, is serving others. Now, when you hit the target, you'll get a reward and that reward will come in the form of money. And you can do with that money, whatever you choose, but never forget, he said, the money is simply the reward for hitting the target. It's not the target itself. Your target is serving others. And, you know, this is why John David Mann, my co-author of the Go-Giver series, why we say that money is simply an echo of value, right? So the focus needs to be on the value we provide others. That's our target, serving others with immense value. The, the money we receive is simply a natural result of the value of hitting our target, right? The value we provided. So, Bob, this has been fabulous conversation, but keeping in the interest of time, I would like to kick off a quick rapid fire round and uh, <laughs> let me get ahead with the first question. What is the best dream in your life so far? The best what dream? Yep. I think it was really just to have a a um, a profession that I enjoyed, that I could wake up every day being glad I was part of, uh, that I could feel as though it brought value to people and that I could make a really good living doing it. You know, okay. that's worked out pretty well. Mm -hmm. Can you describe yourself in just one word? Empathetic. One thing that you would correct in your past, if at all. Yeah, I would say it was my inability to to listen to others when I was very young. I, I wish I had learned a lot earlier <laughs> to, to seek out and be more accepting of the wisdom that people were willing to share with me. Period of moving to the last one, what is one electronic gadget that you'd like to see or invent yourself, Bob? Well, here's the, the the challenge I have with that. I don't think of these things. They they don't come to my mind. You know what I'm saying? Once they're out there, and even with anything with technology, I'm very slow to respond to it. Now, my business partner, Kathy, she's wonderful with technology. She could probably answer that question and give you five answers. I have none because I don't even, it doesn't even occur to me until they're, they're already out there. <laughs> so, Bob, one final question before I let you go. What will be your biggest piece of advice to those who are planning to make it begin their careers or lives? I think it's just making a study of, of human nature. It's really understanding what motivates others, why people do the things they do. Uh, because, you know, when it comes right down to it, we're always human be beings dealing with other human beings. Now, hopefully we love and respect animals as well. But but that 
that's not but but when we talk about business okay we're doing business with and we're having personal relationships with other human beings and so i think understanding human nature is the one thing that i would suggest to anyone that the, the more you understand it and i don't think we can ever totally understand it but the more we understand it the greater the chances for our success well thank you so much bob and i really appreciate your time and all the wisdom that you have shared with our audience in fact it's an honor to host you on our show and i'm going to publish the link to bob's book uh, uh, so audience you can refer to the show notes thank you once again bob for your time oh my absolute pleasure thank you so much for having me on it's really an honor sure pleasure to host you bob all right so it was wonderful conversation with bob and folks before we move into the trivia section here is a request to you in case if you haven't subscribed to us please subscribe from that where you have tuned in from also If you have loved this conversation and found the episode useful request you to share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the guiding voice now let's hop into the trivia segment of today's episode today we had wonderful conversation about being an entrepreneur in an organization like which is intrapreneur you don't have to be an entrepreneur by yourself and what are certain things which somebody has to embrace in order to earn money by adding value i would like to extend this conversation and talk a bit about mentoring part which bob has mentioned and he has in fact shared a fabulous tip in terms of approaching somebody who is super busy but still convincing them to mentor you through the excellent practical advice i would like to extend this about mentoring as per a website called hello.com 71% of the fortune 500 organizations have a formal mentoring program and next fact is 94% of the employees say that they would stay longer at a company if they were offered opportunities to learn and grow and the last one for today 9 in 10 workers who have a career mentor say they are happy in their jobs likewise mentoring plays a critical critical role in somebody's career and life and in case if you haven't found one please go ahead and find somebody who can mentor you so that you can shine in your life also if you already have a mentor please share about how mentoring has helped you by commenting on this video or if you are listening it on audio platform do reach out to me through social media or drop us a note at the guiding voice for you at gmail.com i would be keen on getting to read your responses not only that if you have any powerful speaker recommendations or topic recommendations please feel free to share it with me by reaching out to me through social media or emailing me at the guiding voice for you at gmail.com thank you so much in advance So folks thanks again for your time and patience in terms of watching or listening this episode I'm your host Navin Samala just a fellow IT professional but on a mission to shape the careers and lives of millions across the globe until next time bye bye see you all in the next episode